Right, well, in this special 100th year of the West of Ireland Championship at County Sligo Golf Club, when you go into the main clubhouse entrance, in through the main clubhouse entrance here in Ross's Point, you will see a large plaque up to your right which lists all the winners of the West since its inception back in 1923. And a couple of names stand out in the modern era. We've mentioned McElroy, Harrington and Lowry, etc. But when you go way back down, some names appear more often than others. And one of them is the name C. Ewing, which stands for Cecil Ewing, because between 1930 and 1950, he won the West an unprecedented 10 times. And his daughter, Anne Bradshaw, is with me here. It, his name, your dad's name, is one of the signature names of this famous event, Anne. Is that a nice it's, it's accolade a, for the family to have? It is, it is. It is a nice accolade. Nice accolade for Ross's Point and Sligo as well. He, he was 20 when he won the first one in 1930, and he would have been 40 when he won his last one in 1950. He, he grew up in Ross's Point. His mum and dad owned the hotel. So, so this is the Yates country that we he, he know today. That's where he yes. was born. Well, is that That's right? That's right. He was, and it, it was the beginning. It was the, the club was, the bar was part of the club, really. And his father was a two-handicap player, Tom Ewing. And um, he spent a lot of time out here boils under the tutelage of John John McCourt, who was the professional then. Yeah. Okay. So, so, were golf clubs always in your house at home growing up? Um, in our own home, yes, always. But there was also um, Dad put clubs away in November and used to shoot wild on shoot wild birds in the until February, March, and then take out the clubs again. But there was always golf. Right. Okay, so it, it was seasonal for him. He'd put them away he, at a certain yeah. time of the year and then golf gave it a break, came yeah. back into view yeah. at another. Yeah. yeah. Right. He loved shooting and he always had a dog. Uh, we enjoyed that. And as a child, how aware were you of his golfing <laughs> talent and, you know, the appeal he had? Well, we moved to Balna in 1943. We had been in Dublin. <laughs> we got married and we were living in Dublin. We moved to Balna in 1943. And when I was 10 or 11, 12, I was very conscious of golf. But there wasn't many, there wasn't an awful lot of international golf until 1947 because the war years uh, kind of dried up. But in 1947, he was on the World Cup team. And from then on, it was a, you were aware. I would have been only seven. And he was 49 in America. You'd be very aware. But it wasn't um, just part of normal life. It was just what happened, what did, what did happen. Yeah. He went, he'd go away sometimes for a couple of days, and sometimes mum would go with him, and sometimes not. He, he was either home very quickly, having been beaten, or he, or he stayed on for a few days to win. And do you know if there would have been crowds out watching those championships back then? Oh, there, there were. It was. Uh, I have a photograph um, at home of uh, Joe and Carr and Dad on the 40th hole here in the, in the close in 1951, I think, 50. And uh, Joe beat Daddy on the 40th hole. And 
the crowd was nearly as big as at the 18th in Augusta. That sounds ridiculous, but the photograph proves it. That's a great picture to have, it really yeah. is. Because the other name on the Roll of Honour, that the only other name that comes close to your dad's is the man you've just mentioned, Joe Carr. He won quite a few as well. So they were kind of well, they were great, great rivals, were they? Great rivals and great pals. <coughs> we moved to Sligo in 1955, and Joe used to stay with us at the, for the West, and Dan Ryan and Willie Gill, and it was always great fun and great stories great golf stories and then as Joe had boys his boys got bigger and he used to stay in the hotel but they were all and we used to stay in cars as well uh, whenever we were up there uh, it was a great friendship I'm wondering Anne what the media coverage was like for the west of Ireland when your father was playing do you remember him looking out for the coverage well all the main correspondents were here for the west and on the Sunday for the newspapers, morning, for the West, yeah. And on Sunday morning, <coughs> at breakfast, Joe and Dad, and somebody would be sent in to get the paper to see what Paul McWheeney and Arthur McWheeney and uh, Dermot, well, subsequently Dermot Gillies and Mitchell Cogley and Colm Smith had written. It seemed to be very important what they wrote and what they said about their um, what went on in the golf course. With, and the stories and the versions that we heard at home weren't always the same as the version in the paper, maybe. Okay, so the, 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 the paper coverage mattered to Joe Carr and Cecil Ewing. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, they really enjoyed to see what, what the correspondents made of the way they played and what they did and what they should have done. <laughs> but they did get good. It was very important. What do you think your dad would make of golf today now? Would it, wouldn't it be something if Cecil Ewing could have a Titleist Pro V golf ball and ping golf clubs? How far could he hit it, do you think? He'd love to try the new equipment. I mean, um, I remember the small ball, which it seems years ago, when we moved out of Cleaver, I found a whole bucket of small balls out in the... Um, it was, I don't know what year they adopted the American-sized ball, but... And the equipment, I had. A, I have a hickory shaft putter. I have a club made by John McCourt. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, and a, there's a drive, a wooden three woods made by Eddie Hackett. But I mean, they'd be totally out of the game now. They might be, but they'd be valuable collector items. That's for sure. Well, they would have. But uh, they would have a history. Yeah, yeah. So as the, as the West of Ireland celebrates its 100th birthday, Anne, is it a source of pride for your family that your, your father was an integral part of this famous championship? Oh, it is, very much so. And we were all a golf addicts at one level or another, not of necessarily playing capabilities, but addicted to it. It's a kind of a, it's a four-letter word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But you, I mean, you retain a connection with this place, you know, kind of like a golf club. It, it is obviously a very special place for you and your connections. I spent a lot of time out in the putting green, putting, waiting for Dad when he was playing golf. And I used to caddy for him as well at times. Uh, there was a lot of time spent hanging around the club, but Granny lived across the road and he used to go down to her. But uh, not, I put a lot of hours in this club. <laughs> Well, and lovely to hear some of your memories of your dad and County Sligo Golf Club on this special centenary year. Thank you 
for joining us on our West of Ireland preview. Thanks, Austin. <laughs>